You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 79 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is July 9th, 2022. Bringing in my co-host, as always, Say Hey Rob. Happy Saturday morning, my friend. How's it going? Happy Saturday morning, Doug. Very happy to be here on the Say Hey Podcast. Episode 79 on, as you point out, before we got on, July 7th. What? Or or July 9th. (laughs) Yeah, July 9th. 7-9 Giants can't get anything right. We can't get anything right. No, we can't, exactly. But this is going to be a lot funner than any uh, Giants game as of late. So I can't wait. It is. And you know what? To bring in and join the misery of what is the current state of the San Francisco Giants, we're bringing in longtime friend. You're you're pretty much like, you know, the third guy of the Say Hey podcast, Brooks Newton. Give him a follow on Twitter at Brooks Newton. Brooks, welcome back to Say Hey Pod, buddy. How you doing? Say hey. What is up, boys? Thanks for having me on. It's been yeah. quite a while. Very, uh, very, very much a different uh, ball club than the last time I was on. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's Giants torture, but instead of winning torturous games, they're losing torturous games. How about it? It's huh? real torture. Real torture. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, let's let's jump right into it. We're, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, uh, and I know Rob and I have been teasing for weeks, like, okay, we're going to start talking trades, start talking <laughs> trades. But you know what? This team has been in such of a free fall, um, literally the last several weeks, that it's kind of hard to put a gauge on what we expect, what we think, what they should do uh, in regards to the trade deadline coming up in a couple weeks or a few weeks. Um, so... We're not going to be doing any specific trade talks today. We're just going to be talking about, um, you know, what we think they should do, what they could do, uh, because it's really a team in limbo right now. I mean, looking at the current standings on the morning of July 9th, Dodgers, no surprise, 54 and 29 in first place. Padres are 49 and 36. They're six games back. And then you go all the way down to third place, and there's your San Francisco Giants, 500, 41 and 41, 12 and a half back in the West. Um, I don't have the current wild card stands in front of me, but I think they're within two games at their spot still miraculously. Um, you know, like 
our initial thoughts on just the Giants in general right now before we get into what we think that they should be doing these next couple of weeks. I'll I'll let I'll let Rob start first. Our initial thoughts are this team is not very good. I, I I've I've been saying it now. You heard for, it here first. Yeah, right. I've been saying it now for over a month. I've been kind of throwing it out there, just kind of during games and after games. And they're just not very good. They don't do anything particularly well. Like there isn't one spot where you, when you're watching the game, you, you can outside of when Logan Webb and Carlos Rodon pitch, you can't be like, oh, the starting pitching was pretty good tonight. No, they they don't hit, they don't field the ball, the bull, the bullpen doesn't strike anybody out, and yeah, outside of Webb and Rodon, you know, your starting pitching, you know, is you know they're doing their job, but when the ball gets put in play against this team, uh, bad shit happens. And it's just, it's a recurring theme every night. And so we'll get into this a little bit when we start talking about, you know, trades, what they should do, man, there are a lot of holes on this team to put it lightly. So, and it's, when you do it this consistently, the way they've been doing it, it isn't a funk anymore. This is just, they are what they are. And it sucks to say that because it's only July, but I say it's only July. The season's midway over after last last night or two nights ago, 41-41 now. So, yeah, it's time to uh, look in the mirror and <laughs> start asking yourself some real questions. And But to me, they're just not very good. And I'm, I'm okay with that. They're not very good. Yeah, it's hard to ignore the fact that it sounds so cliche, but yes, Buster Posey did retire and – since then, the Giants have worked out like six plus catchers. I did not see that coming, guys. I thought, you know, I had a pretty good faith in the organization's faith in Joey Bart. And what can Joey Bart do uh, to help the club defensively? And, uh, you know, we never thought he was going to hit for average, but, you know, just be that Mike Zanino type, just powering the ball over the wall all the time, hitting 199. Who cares, right? But, when you come back to it, you know, you look at, you know, Jose Godoy that they claimed and, and they lost. They had uh, Michael Papirski that they got for Dubon. Um, Austin Wins is, is doing a nice job right now, but, you know, and Casale's out and then Bart comes back and it's just this endless revolving door at a position that has been not only just one of the nine on the field, but something that is the driving force to get the entire defense aligned doing what they need to do you know be in the presence in the dugout and all that stuff and they are missing that immensely it is what it is but I just thought that I thought we we're gonna say see maybe two maybe three catchers all year and it hasn't been the case it's been it's been a little crazy yeah the instability behind the dish uh definitely you know kind of just reflects the rest of this roster um and it is I mean I we're not a like look in the I mean look in the rearview mirror and and memorialize the last twelve years or whatever this Giants organization has gone through, but yeah I mean if you if you look at that run of success they had you know Buster Posey was a huge staple and all that and um, you know there's a, just a combination of things of course it's the whole catcher situation but um, you know what was done in the off season what doesn't want done in the off season. Um, you know, teams got better in this division. The Giants didn't do a ton to add to, you know, a team that was coming off a really good year last year. Um, you know, obviously they've 
you got to have to factor in there's been injuries, there's been some unfortunate things, there's bad defense, like Rob mentioned. And then also, um, the last thing that I'd, I'd like to combo into all that too is something that just completely left my brain. It's too early. We're like recording way too early right now. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I had it in my head and I can't think. Someone talk for a minute. It'll come I, back will, I, will fr- I will throw it. <laughs> I will you. throw it back to you when I mention this part. Okay. <sighs> and I would love to hear, uh, especially Rob's thoughts on this. At what point do we understand that the experiment uh, we haven't really seen this, you know, with any of the uh, Bobby Evans, uh, Brian Sabian giants over the years. But the fact that the 40 man roster is constantly just the churn. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen it for years. It's not just, you know, not just the uh, 2021 season and this one. Uh, but, you know, you go back to when the Giants weren't quite winning and Farhan was there, uh, you know, 2019, 2020. There was a lot of guys that were brought in. Um and I'm starting to see that again with some of these guys, you know, uh, I don't want to throw too many names out there, but the Stuart Fairchild, Kevin Padlow, like there's endless names of guys, uh, Mike Ford that came <laughs> up for two days and, yeah. and left. Yeah. But, you know, we saw that with a lot of guys, uh, you know, um, Connor Joe and Michael, uh, Michael Ar- Reed, Reed <laughs> Michael Reed, uh, <laughs> the names, names are hard. Uh, Mike Gerber, all the mics, you know, that came through, um, there was a lot of just kind of dart throws, right, guys? I mean, and you give Farhan and Co. a break when a guy like Mike Yastrzemski pans out and Lamont Wade Jr., you know, was the uh, Willie Mack Award winner. You know, th- those are – you look at those pickups and you're like, oh, okay, so just keep doing what you're doing. You'll, you'll keep uh, adding more talent here. But at what point do we say that's kind of the exception to the rule? There's only been a few that have come through – and there's been a lot of guys that have been missing. The last thing I'll say on that is at what point do you look at this, this roster, the way it's constructed and you're like 60 million under the lowest luxury tax threshold. They're playing their cards. Like they're the Tampa Bay Rays and they don't want to spend any money. Yeah. They don't have to, when they have plenty of funds available and ownership has got to give them some sort of leeway to spend it. So that's where I'm looking at. If you keep doing all these random pickups that aren't really panning out, but you're not spending money too, that's a problem. Okay, you triggered my thought process. Thank you. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to, and then Rob answered. <laughs> I got no, it. but I, I did. I wanted to tie into though that, and I know this is such a cliche thing, and that there's no real like merit behind it, behind it besides like speculation. But everything that happened last year like literally went right. Pretty much everything that happened went right. Nobody was expecting that team to do so well. And, you know, minor, you know, things that went wrong then, including Whistler coming in and he didn't last long. And Tommy Lestello was banged up for a lot of the year last year. But the little things added up and, and went right. And we're just not seeing that this year. Like you're to go off of what you're saying, a lot of the dart throws that you say, um, not really any of them are paying off. I mean, the main one that I could think of this year is Luis Gonzalez, but when did that happen? That was last September yeah. during the season. And I mean, he was coming off a of shoulder surgery. Um, obviously he's hurt again right now. He's probably close to getting back doing well in Sacramento, but um, any of these gamble, you know, low risk moves that hoping to find lightning in a bottle, nothing has panned out this year. And you factor in that, you know, they're still all in on like the platoon mindset. And I've been pretty vocal about it lately. And I, I think 
yeah, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I think we're all kind of on the same page of it just can't be pure platoon every day yeah. because you guys can't get in rhythm. I mean, when, when you, when you look at the lineup every day, you see guys like Wilmer Flores is in there pretty much every day. Mike Yastrzemski is in there pretty much every day and even, but not against lefties, you know, and they don't see a ton of lefties, but I, I don't know. I can ramble on and ramble on, but when Wilmer Flores is your most consistent everyday player and I, we all love Wilmer Flores, but that's an issue. And it just ties back into Brooks, what you're talking about. They can go get proven commodities and spend money. They have prospect capital to move. They don't. Um, it's just, it's kind of just a limbo purgatory frustrating time right now as a Giants fan, because they're not going and getting pieces that they know can work out. It's just a guess. It's a guess. It's a guess. And it's hope. Yeah. And I think it's a lot easier to go out there and get these dart throws and have them come in and feel like, Hey, you know, we believe in you. We're giving you a shot here. Just relax. It's easier to do that when guys like Brandon Belt is having a career year. Hit 29 home runs last year. Brandon Crawford was playing at an MVP level. Buster Posey, he was a starting catcher in the All-Star game if he, if he wanted to go. Yeah. They, they, they go out midseason and get a, a former MVP, a five, six-time All-Star like Chris Bryant. And Evan Longoria, people forget Evan Longoria was having a hell of a year last year. He did before he got uh, hurt. Yeah. yeah, before he got hurt. Up in, I think that was July or August, but he was doing absolutely great. And then, yeah, he was never the same and he's still not the same. But it's easier for guys like Lamont Wade and all, all, all these other just, just dart throws come in and feel like, oh, I'm just here to contribute and, you know, be, be part, of, part of this. I'll hit seventh, I'll hit eighth, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Same thing with. You know, Yastrzemski and Flo- and Flores. I mean, I mean, Flores wasn't really a dart throw. You know, he's a he was a veteran, but he fit right in with that team last year. Yeah, and, yeah, and and, and the uh, well, we don't really count the COVID year, but but yeah, it, a lot less weight are on the shoulders of these guys who are coming in and trying to make an impact. Now these guys are, hey man, like you're, we need you to produce. You're hitting third tonight. You're hitting <laughs> second. You're hitting. You're hitting. You're, you're hitting the leadoff and. Excellent point. And we're going to play you at first base. And then tomorrow night, we're going to play you in left field. And like, like you're mean, you're mean, you're Mercedes. What the hell, man? Like, I was been hitting third for this team. Yes. Yes. Is that an important spot in the lineup? Yeah. And, (laughs) and if this was last year, you know, he'd be coming into hitting seventh or eighth, like Darren Ruff last year. I don't think Ruff ever hit higher than fifth. And maybe that was once or twice. You know, even when he was facing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he hit lead off at one point. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, just just for the fact that, you know, you have you have lefty. This... So a lot less pressure. Now, when he plays, he's hitting third or fourth. And Rob's having some mic issues. You just cut it in and out, but you're good. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I Just looking at the scene, and we need to get into talking about what could happen, what should happen at the deadline. This team is 4-14 and 14 in their last 18 games. And like we said before we came on, they had an opportunity to, you know, go through. We had a stretch of Pittsburgh, then they went to Atlanta, you know, then Cincinnati, Detroit, the struggling White Sox, Arizona, uh, teams that they should be beaten up on and – you know, they really didn't during that time. Um, so let's let's start talking about what we, we think. I mean, let's talk about what we think will happen. Um, 
in regards of the deadline in the next, what do we got? Three plus weeks here. Are we feeling that they're going to, you know, tread water? Like I've been, I, you know, this is beyond tread water for me. I thought they'd be still a little, little bit above water now um, than where they're currently at. But um, in regards of buying, like are the giants going to buy at all this deadline? The giants are, I think they're due for one of these, um, like really talented players swapped out for another really talented player kind of moves. Um, you don't see it too often in baseball, but, um, you know, you look at, you know, Zach Allen for jazz Chisholm, you know, and they're basically helping each, each team, you know, from that trade and, and so forth. So, so I'm looking for, uh, one of these, you know, players that have been doing well for the giants, uh, they just need, need to, uh, sell high. I don't know if that's uh, Mike Yastrzemski or somebody like that, but they need to swap it out for another player that plays a different position. You know, we're, we're not sure what the future is at first base for the giants. Brandon Bell is seemingly, you know, on his last uh, rodeo over here. Um, What are they going to do at third base? You know, besides uh, you know, having, you know, the option of like a David VR type where you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, at what point will Farhan say, I'm not selling or buying this type of transaction. I'm just swapping out talent for talent in areas that I think needs it. Um, Seeing if something sticks, basically. And just just knowing the fact that outfield is is basically a a position of depth for the Giants. They can move outfielders. They can bring up at, at worst. They can bring up Elliot Ramos if he's still, you know, in the organization. I'm sure they're not uh, too upset about that idea. They're probably trying to find ways to get him, uh, you know, consistent at bats up here. So uh, going down that whole road is, is one thing I could see them doing. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think the giants are going to buy an actual like Chris Bryant type of guy this year. They did that last year as a, um, Hey, we have a team that can win the world series. Let's go add just an next extra piece, a really talented player that can add some reinforcement. Um, and we're also not going to give up major, major prospects in the process. It was like an 11th hour trade, five minutes left until the deadline. Farhan was totally fine with not doing that move. If he didn't, uh, you know, wasn't comfortable trading away the certain type of prospects. I don't see them doing it this year with a team that is just has so many issues. You can't, they would need to bring in 10 players, guys, 10 new <laughs> players. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. You'd have to find 10 of the, you know, cut some fat here, 10 of the weakest links, ship them out, bring in 10 <laughs> new guys, and then trudge through. Uh, I have more thoughts on it, but I, I want to let somebody else talk. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, all, all good points. And I would, for our sake, for the content's sake, yeah, I hope they do something like that where he's swapping out talent for talent because at least that'd be something to talk about. But, you know, I'm I'm really afraid, man, that they're not going to really do anything and it's going to be boring for us. But they don't have the, they don't have the guys to trade. Like all their, most of their valuable pieces are on one-year deals and you're not going to net any return for those guys. I mean, look what, I mean, what, Caleb Killian netted, Chris Bryant last year at the deadline, like see, and Chris Bryant was a rental and the giants have nobody, nobody like that in on, on their roster this year. So you want to talk about, we could trade 
Peterson, Rodon, all, all these guys, Wilmer Flores, but they're, they're all out the door next year for whatever team they go to. So I don't know. I'm just, I think they're more than likely going to stand pat and just play out the season and reevaluate, but there's certainly not going to be buyers. I hate, I hate to tell people that, but it's, it's, it's the truth. I think we're all going to agree on that, but so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Brooks, I'm hoping you're right. I hope it's a talent for talent type situation just to kind of mix things up a little bit because like, like, like you said, this, this, this isn't working. Like you, you would need nine to 10, 11 dudes to actually be a serious, you know, probably contender because they have holes up and down the roster, every position, every category in, in the dugout. I mean, they, they have problems everywhere on, on, on that team right now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be either talent for talent or let's just kick back and re- reevaluate around Christmas time. And this is this is what we think will happen. This is the yes. section that not I should actually, will. Yeah, yeah will. I actually think that you know one of the players that's doing well for the Giants is going to be moved, and we're going to go what? Okay, so we're we're waving the white flag. No, but we brought in a really good player that checks off a box. Oh, okay, so. So I'm fine with that. Okay. Anyways, Doug, yeah. What do you, what do you think they're going to do? I, I wouldn't be against that at all. And I, and I completely understand your reasoning behind it. Um, I, I usually am a, I think Farhan kind of does a little bit of both the buy sell method, which he has shown to do the last couple of years. Didn't really sell much last year, obviously um, in it with things, how they were great season going along, trying to uh, go all in on last year, but I really think that we could be in a situation where Farhan does nothing, honestly. And a couple reasons. One, because, um, you know, I don't know if he's trying to think of the guys that are lightning in the bottle last year or whatever. Maybe they start coming out. And, and trust me, I, I like Lamont Wade a lot. Um, I didn't think he was going to have a big year, but it's, he's been hurt. So I can't really, you know evaluate him for 2022 i hope he gets going gets consistent play gets consistent um you know stats going uh but i do i i think they're kind of in a in a tough position of getting rid of you know this year's fan favorite guys like we could talk about carlos rodon and and jock peterson and even though even though it would be smart to maybe move then do i think they will i i at the moment no i don't think they will so i i it's a it's a lazy reason but i think that we're at the point where we're not going to see much at all if if there's any moves it's going to be continuing to see what they've been doing and it's those low market moves where it's hey we're just moving to get this small guy that you've never even heard of really you know like a Colton Welker <laughs> yesterday from the Rockies uh I, I just don't see anything outside of that. I don't see any notable names being moved. That's that's the realistic, uh, my, what I think will happen. Then we can talk about what we think should happen. Yes. And, um, yeah, Brooks, we'll, we'll let you start again on that. What do you think the Giants should do in these next few weeks? Well, the Giants should look at the standings and look at the uh, wild card standings and see that division uh, – you know, winning the West is not going to happen this year. Uh, sorry to break it to most of our admin crew listening and, you know, <laughs> all of the Say Hey Pod fans out there. Um, the Dodgers will win the division. What? Unless the Padres take it from them because the Dodgers will fight 
at the deadline to get better. Mm-hmm. They will. They don't care about five years from now talent. Bobby Miller loved the guy. I'm sure they love him, but if they can move him for an ace or whatever right now, they'll do it. They're not going to worry about, oh, well, he could be really good in 2024, 2025. No. So that's where the Dodgers' heads are at. They're going to keep doing what they've done every year, bringing in major talent. Uh, We've seen it over and over again. The Giants will not do that. They're not going to bring in major stars. They're not going to bring in the Scherzer-Trey Turner deal like the Dodgers did last year. And if the Giants did get a Scherzer-Trey Turner type talent on this team, still not going to win the division. I'm sorry to break it to you. But as we've you know, we've talked about uh, after the new CBA rules is that you have uh, a sixth wild card spot and it's not a one game, you know, winner goes home, uh, winner goes on, loser goes home type of uh, situation. This is going to be a little mini series here. So um, I'm looking at the Giants should make moves, sell, sell, sell pieces as much as you can, especially ones that you don't think you're going to resign. And you know what? You still might luck into a wild card spot. That's where I'm at. And um, I, Doug and Rob, you let me know if we want to talk specific players. We did mention Jock. We did mention Rodon. I have thoughts on both of them, but if you want to save that for later, let me know. Um, I'll, I'll save that for later. So, so basically, uh, not naming any names at the very current moment. The Giants should sell pieces that are you know rentals that are probably not trying to you know uh resign and then um get rid of some you know highly regarded in a way uh prospects that the giants don't feel are going to be uh, a big part of the future uh whether it's bobby evans guys like elliot ramos joey bart um or uh you know even going down that road and swapping out one of those talented outfielders like uh luis matos for a stud can't miss starting pitching prospect who knows but um, that's my thoughts. Uh, make some trades and be in the seller's uh, mindset because there's a lot of teams, a lot of teams in this new wildcard uh, format, extra seeds there that are going to be looking to break playoff droughts, guys. They want new players to come in like a Wilmer Flores even can help a team win that has most of their pieces and maybe waiting on an injured guy to come back, but just need a couple extra pieces to uh, get there and the Giants can be that team to sell. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they need to sell, and I think that's what they will do for, for, for the most part. It's that, or, or like I, like I said earlier, it's stamp hat. But you got you got a lot of things going on right now. People bitching about attendance, and and the Giants have kind of made, made it be known that you know they aren't very happy about that, and they and they want to try to remedy that in some way, and. Spoiler, they're not going to do that this year because the team isn't very good. So I don't care if, if, if they hold on to Peterson or, and they hold on to Rodon and or even if they make a trade, you know, for an, another star, starter or something, it's not it's not going to do anything for attendance. So I, I mean, I, I, I hope that they come to terms with that where it's like, OK, this just it's, this isn't it this year. And let's start selling off pieces. Let's get get what we what we can, and just start thinking about twenty twenty three. And like you said, Brooks, I mean, with the way baseball is now, yeah, they, they could maybe get hot and clip that that six plus by I me. Mean, anything's possible. So, but yeah, you have to really, you know, look yourself in in the mirror if you're far on and 
Scott Harrison and and, and these guys, it's just it didn't work this year. And there are a lot of other guys that are gonna or a lot of other franchises who are are desperate to break those playoff droughts and thinking, oh well, we can do this. Like a, a team like team like the Phillies, they're so invested in in in, in what they have. I mean, they spent a ton of money in the offseason, fire Girardi, you know, two months in, and they're already in a better position than, than the Giants. I mean, look, look how quickly that happened. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, so you can hit up guys like that who are trying to win now and maybe send them a guy like Rodon or they don't need any more lefties probably probably but i got well maybe with peterson with with harper out i mean you, you, you never know so there are teams desperate to win right now and the giants just aren't in that position to think that they can do do the same right now so i think they're gonna sell and they should sell so or stamp half for the most part and just play out the string one or the other but there uh, there will be no buying that's not going to happen Currently, the Giants are three games back of that third wild card. I thought they're two. They're three. Oh, my um, God. It, but here's the thing. If they do the Stan Pat method, uh, and I, I think I talked about this before we started recording, I just don't see any end in sight of the struggles. That Like, there's no, like, they're going through it right now, and then they're going to snap out of it, and they can go in 7 to 10 and get right back in this thing. I just don't see it. I'm not saying the rest of the season is going to go like it is, but look at what happened. Look what, what was happening before they really went on the downtrend. Like the six weeks prior to that, they were just playing 500 ball. It was, it was win, loss, win, loss, win, win, loss, 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 win. You know, it was back and forth, back and forth. Outside of April, this has been a very, very mediocre team. They were streaky in May. Uh, and then, you know, with wins and losses. And then after that, it's been just bad. I mean, there's, I don't see the trend or any light at the end of the tunnel of this team really coming out. And basically what that means is I'm with you guys. I think they should sell any assets that, you know, they're not looking to either bring back or have anybody contribute beyond this year because the team has a lot of financial flexibility now, and they will after this season, regardless, they have prospect capital now and will after the season, regardless, even though most of their uh, prospect that the heavy part of the talent is, you know, in San Jose and Eugene, um, some in Richmond, but there's not a lot of talent ready in Sacramento at AAA. I mean, you could say Elliot Ramos is there. He's probably the most, you know, near ready guy, uh, everyday guy, but yeah, I mean, this is a team that, and if you get rid of a Carlos Ordon, you are completely waving the white flag because there's no way they're going to, if they snuck into a wild card, they're not doing it with just Logan Webb. Could they with Webb and Rodon? Sure. But uh, just Webb, I, I just don't see it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think what they should do is definitely sell. They should get anything for for what they can because they could definitely be a team that could compete for the division next year if they wanted to. I mean, there's going to be free agent guys that are going to be available this offseason that they can add and immediately make them contenders again. This is just kind of just that bridge year after a great year where uh, they try to construct things like they did last year. Not everything's gone right. So I agree. I, I think it's uh sell and, um, you know, Maybe they try and hold on to one or two of those guys just for tickets, but I wouldn't care at this point. Get what you can. It's not like you're filling up Oracle Park, like Rob said, anyways. Um, you know, when you hear, when you hear, hey, there's 30 something thousand people here tonight, no, there's not. Uh, that's the paid attendance. There's <laughs> maybe 15. So um, just, 
I'm not saying wave the white flag on this year because you can maybe tread water, but I don't. I, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel with this team. I don't. So. Both, both of you had excellent points there. Uh, Doug, I, I like the part about um, it feels like every year we're like, oh, yeah, most of the talent's at the lower levels and not in Sacramento. How, how come that is the case for three years? Because the guys that were the talent three years ago are now in Sacramento and they're not talented anymore. You know you know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. guys that are fringy types and 4A guys, and there's guys that are failed um you know, top prospects from other organizations that Farhan scooped up. Uh, shout out Isan Diaz. Um, <laughs> but, you know, those are more dart throws at the end of the day. You know, they're not even trading away talent to get these guys. It's like cash yep. considerations. It's, yep. You know, um, giving, you know, Kevin Padlow back to the Mariners, like whatever it is. Uh The Say Hey Podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. But, um, you know, this is kind of how I wanted to kind of segue into just a couple specific, like, players that we can just highlight real quick. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on a few guys. But, you know, if we're looking at trading for talent, it doesn't make sense to bring in guys that are 20 years old in high A, I think. I think this is the year now to get guys, uh, players, I should say, that are uh, – in AAA and other organizations that are blocked by positions uh, that are trying to find their way up um, that are talented, but unproven to a team that wants to go all the way this year, cannot rely on this type of player to come up and fail. They have no time for them to fail this year. So, so something I could see is the giants finally moving on from Mike Yastrzemski. Why? Because he has value. He's got a cheap contract. He's un- under team control for years and years. He's 30. Um, he also is a-, a player that could benefit in different ballparks, the way uh, Oracle Park is tough on lefties, uh, you know, at times that could bring more power. But Yastrzemski is a player that a team would pick up for a stretch run, for a postseason run, because Yaz has shown that he can pop out 25 jacks. He's uh, a good on-base guy, great walk rate. Anyways, my idea is something like trading him to his old grandpa's team, the Red Sox, right? You know, the the Yastrzemski back in at Fenway Park, a frenzy would be uh, would be a sight to see, uh, you know, in late summer. Uh, but what would the uh, Giants want to get back in return? Well, the Red Sox have a uh, their number one prospect. Um, is uh, number 19 in all of baseball is Tristan Cassis, I believe is how you say his name. He's a first baseman, uh, a lefty. Uh, the Giants could definitely use uh, somebody that's knocking on the door for first base. Um, so, and it sounds like, why would they give away that guy? Well, they have somebody at that position, Bobby Dalbeck right now. And, uh, you know, MLB simulator trade values says that it actually – is uh, an even swap, yes, for this guy. So all that being said, that's the kind of move 
I would like to see them move, uh, make, uh, you know, it would be tough to lose Yaz, but getting somebody that's part of the future, this guy is only 22 and his future value is 55. So, well, and Yaz is under team control for three more years. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there, there is value there for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, people forget, like, if Yaz were to go to a team like the Red Sox who have a pretty good lineup, you know, he's not hitting second, third, or fourth like he does on the Giants. He's hitting ninth every night, and he's whatever he does down there is just a bonus. And, yeah, so it seems like like the Red Sox or whoever else would be interested in, in a guy like Yaz who's cheap and under control for three more years, they they would give up a, a little bit for him because, yeah, why, why not? You know, he, he could be a, a, a staple down there at the bottom of the lineup, play good field, and, yeah, hit you 25 jacks, you know, if he gets a wild hair up his ass one year so. And the Giants just they they need to get some return with if they do make, make it make a trade at the deadline and Yaz all those numbers that might not be showing it kind of represents that just because of the club control deal and the Giants don't have a lot of that on their team like we talked about with Peterson Flores and Rodon who has a player opt out uh, option at the end, at the end of this year mm-hmm. so but yeah at least with Yaz at least teams know what they're going to be getting for three years so yeah that that's a good point Brooks. We'll see. I look more at Rodon, and I trust me. I understand your Yaz thing, and I'm a big Yaz guy, but I wouldn't understand, um, you know, the reasoning behind moving him for the future. I look at Carlos Rodon um, having a great year. Had a great year last year, having a really good year this year. Probably going to be an All Star. Um, you know, he does. I think Brooks, you said the other day, he was at what 91 innings pitched this year. He has to get 110 to click open that um, option to come back this next year at mm-hmm. a re- approximately $22 million. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year is kind of an indication of maybe why Rodon might be on the move because, you know, you look at, you look at this year, what did they do? They brought back Di Scafani, awful, you know, wasn't performing well, been banged up, out for the year. You know, this year was a wash. That sucks. You know, Alex Wood hasn't been great. He's been fairly healthy, but he hasn't been great. Alex Cobb, mixed bag, you know, a lot of bad luck, but also, you know, he's 34. Um, you know, they're paying him, I think, the, for the next two years, and then they have a third-year option in 2024. Anyways, my point being, uh, I don't think Farhan's ready to commit to a multi-year deal, a la why they didn't even offer Kevin Gosman anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for five years, 110 mil. That's why he's gone. I, I, and you also have to factor in too. Carlos Rodon, before this last year, injury prone, that could happen at any moment. And then all of a sudden, you're kind of just holding the bag and you don't get anything for him. I think they should really, really try and move Carlos Rodon here because he does have the opportunity to be under contract for someone next year as well. Or he can obviously, you know, not pick it up and become an unrestricted free agent. But he's kind of in that catch-22 with his contract situation. But he does hold value because if he continues to stay healthy and pitch well this year, you know, he is under control for next year as well. So we'll see. Uh, I, I think Rodon would be the the guy I'd want to move. I, I Jock Peterson, you know, is obviously in. in whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I had one more thought of Rodon too. I'm sorry. <laughs> the only the, the thing that makes it tough though is because outside of Logan Webb, you know, the next guy in the farm system that's 
we have Sean Jelly, but who knows what his role with the Giants is going are is going to be moving forward. You know, the next big thing is obviously like Kyle Harrison, who just got brought up to Double A Richmond um, a few weeks ago, and he's maybe if everything keeps going well, stays healthy, keeps progressing, keeps getting better. Maybe you see him in the rotation by next summer. I don't know. Summer end of next year. I don't think he's going to be an option at the beginning of the year because he's not even in Sacramento yet. I think Brooks wants to say maybe he just skipped Sacramento altogether. I don't <laughs> I don't see that happening. But, yeah, those are my thoughts. Uh, I would I would be definitely interested in moving Carlos Rodon, even though he's been a great giant this year. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll – provide some thoughts on Carlos Rodon. It's, it's a big, it's, he is the giants, uh, best, um, you know, movable player, I would say, you know, you know, Logan Webb's not going anywhere. So, um, but the reason why, you know, you have to ask yourself, the giants took a lot of caution with that signing, right. Um, because everything you mentioned, you know, he's, he hit 165 innings one time in his past seven seasons. Uh, and, uh, you know, had a lot of uh, inconsistencies there, plus all the injuries. Everybody, everybody knows it. So all that being said, the Giants decided to structure a deal where once he gets to the 110 inning threshold, uh, Carlos Rodon can now opt out of this contract. Mm-hmm. He can now be the best free agent going into, uh, you know, you know, best free agent starting pitcher, whatever it is in this uh, upcoming offseason and get paid. And uh, instead of the Giants saying, hey, you know what, we're going to give you uh, four years, 85, uh, not quite what Gosman got, but we believe in you. We want you around for a while. They didn't do that. They gave a deal that is protecting them just in case he went down after, you know, five starts this year. Uh, So they the Giants would be opting out. So just in case anybody didn't know how that was structured. uh, so he's about to get that threshold. He's having a magnificent season. I'm not even joking, man. Uh, strikeouts, uh, keeping the ball in the yard, 287 ERA, 3.2 F4, backing up his 4.9 F4 that he had last year. It's just awesome stuff. Any team would put this guy as their number two uh, or number one uh, on their playoff uh, roster. So all that being said, the contract should be somewhat movable but you know any team that's acquiring carlos rodon doesn't have to pay him for four years 85 so they like that but they also have to consider that he might technically be a rental and that is a little scary Mm -hmm. for any team that wants to give up long-term prospects for this guy uh to help them win this year but he could say sayonara i'm going to greener pastures i'm going to go get paid uh so that is the the tough part about moving carlos rodon here um and uh, I'll, I'll throw it to Mr. Rabadou over here. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like we were talking about earlier with Rodon. Yeah, he's he's their biggest chip. You know, that's their that's their black chip on on, on the table right now. So I, I don't really know. Like like you mentioned with the contract, I don't really know what they can give back for him. But he's definitely got to be dangled out there, and got they got to field offers on on, on him because. The contract, the Giants structured, yeah, they were protecting themselves in case he he went down again. So you don't really think he was part of the Giants' long term plans, anyways. It sure didn't. It sure didn't seem that that, that way with it. Right. Yeah, with because yeah, yeah, he stays healthy. Of course, he goes over 110 innings. You know, he's at like 91 right now, 92. Like he's well, he's almost there right now. So mm-hmm. 
I mean, maybe they, I don't know, they wouldn't like Phantom ILM or something like that. And now ah, we're just going to put you down for a while. And yeah, no, they, they wouldn't do that. But, but yeah, so he, they got at least field offers on him. It's going to drive the fans absolutely nuts. You know, go ahead, Doug. Well, I was just, my main reason being from the Giants perspective, you know, Brooks brings up a great point about what other teams would be willing to give up for him. But I just mean for, because his value may never be higher than it is right now. Right. Um, and who knows what the future holds for him. So might as well get some, I'm talking from the giants perspective. Of course. I, yeah, absolutely. Like you yeah. gotta, cause yeah, they, they didn't really think he was being part of their long-term future anyway. Correct. Like, like well, at least we don't think he's not coming back though. Right. Yeah. Can we all hey, agree no. that no. Ron yes. is going to opt out? Yes. And you know, get as, something for him. Honestly, even if he had like a shoulder issue, like he, I think he still opts out and says, Hey, you see what I can do. Uh, someone good give me three, four years. Yeah. And the giants are the team that literally doesn't resign anybody to big, long. Correct. Um, You know, the most they did was like Alex Wood. no disco really three years, 36. Uh, So Rodon's not looking for that. He's uh, still got age on his side as well. He's right around that age, 29 and a half where you start collecting your 120, $130 million paycheck. Uh, so, he's gonna win 100 and something. Oh, yeah. The Astros will grab him and say, Whatever, we're gonna win, you know, for the next five years. You want to be here? The Giants can't offer that. The Giants, are like, we don't know. It might be, yeah. uh, you know, we don't know who your catcher is. Like, yeah. So, yeah. anyways, uh, that's that's where I'm at is that it's it's a tough, it's not as easy as it looks to move Carlos Rodon, but I think you just do it because you got to know that he's not coming back. Get something for him, something. Yeah, and like we said, there's a lot of teams out there who are desperate to break that plaster out. I mean, you have teams like the Mariners and the Phillies who yeah. who just went all all in in this offseason. Like, no, we're we're ready to win now. Let's let let's go. And they're punting away prospects. So, punt. No, but yeah, punt. Yeah, the Giants. The Giants. <laughs> the Giants need to punt this season as yes. the teams punt away prospects for Carlos Daniel Jones interception. Oh wait, punt. Um. <laughs> And do, yeah. do we, I was going to say, do we want to move on to the next guy? I I'm do. sorry I brought him up a little prematurely. but Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you Jock, did. Jock Peterson. I mean, he's having a great year. He's going to start in the All-Star game for the Giants. I think if wow. anybody were to say, hey, and when did he sign? Uh, February or March? It's or I think it was March, early March. We'd be like, hey, guys, this guy's going to sign one year for $6 you know, million. He's going to start in the All-Star game in left field. No way, dude. No way. And here's the thing. I, I was all for I was very happy when they brought in Jock Peterson. Why not? He's just going to face righties. He'll hit, you know, 20 bombs out, which he's, he's going to very much surpass that um, because he is he they, he has gotten opportunities to play against lefties, too. Uh, and his splits aren't absolutely awful against lefties. I mean, he, he can hold his own. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, he, the, he's he's having a really great year. Is he a candidate to be re-signed here after the season? Maybe. I mean, he's, he's easily probably the fan favorite this year. He's entertaining. Um, he's all over social media, but does it make sense for them to bring him back for likely? I, he's probably going to get a three-year deal wherever he goes after this year. I think um, I don't know for how much, but again, if he's not in your future plans, Go get something for him, right? I mean, he is a true rental that could help anybody. And why did the Giants only give him one year, six million? It's not because Jock 
didn't want more money. Of course, players want more money. Uh, he took the deal, but why did the Giants not offer him a three-year, maybe still at the six uh, value, right? Maybe three years, 18. Uh, maybe Jock said, hey, uh, I don't have a ton of offers here. He had a kind of rough year with the Cubs slash Braves. Like he had a really good uh, postseason, postseason, but he didn't yeah. really have the best overall numbers. So, and San Francisco is not the place you go to load up your offensive one-year deal and go get paid somewhere so it's very head scratcher why he didn't get a bigger deal with the giants especially when they have so much money to spend um so definitely very confused about that whole situation uh so i could see them re-signing him if he's just happy to be in the bay area you know his brother and his family loves being in here you know grew, grew up here uh so Maybe the Giants said, hey, this was a show me deal. Okay. You, you did what we were hoping you'd do and then some. So we'll give you uh we'll give you three years uh 35, you know, where it's like, oh, okay, that's 36, whatever. Give them the disco deal. Um, so so just going off of uh the fact that he might come back, you know, that could be regardless if they trade him. And Jock's been traded a lot. He's been traded uh, you know, uh, to go to uh uh, the Cubs, you signed that deal. He went to the Braves and then Giants. So he's, he's been on a lot of different teams, I should say. Uh, but one thing I want to throw at you guys, you know, you've heard me. I, I don't think rentals make uh, a lot of <laughs> return, right? You'll be lucky if you turn a run- rental into something. Uh, the Cubs are feeling pretty happy about their return for Chris Bryant. Sure. Uh, time will tell to see how that goes. But a lot of times a rental doesn't fetch you a ton and for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. But I want to go back to a certain trade where this kind of makes me feel like Farhan might be looking at this as his, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Could this be my golden goose? Uh, if you remember last summer, 2021, Nelson Cruz was on the Minnesota Twins. He had very similar numbers to Jock right now. Hit a little bit better on average, but 19 homers in 85 games. Jock has 17 homers, 73 games. Um similar f war as well uh so and 10 years younger <laughs> yeah yeah the age yeah but it doesn't the, matter though You're right. nelson was mashing right yeah yeah and uh the rays tampa bay rays who ended up winning 100 games felt like hey we need to add this bat here like let's go let's you know let's trade away whatever it takes to get him they did they traded away uh joe ryan who is now, uh, you know, co-ace basically on the Twins. True. Uh, mm-hmm. Drew Strotman as well uh, came over in that trade, so I don't know much about him. But um, the fact that they were able to turn Nelson Cruz on a rental and, you know, not making a ton of cash either, uh, for Joe Ryan, who is uh, looking like, a, you know, a really good pitcher in this league, um, still early, but – that's what I think Farhan's looking to do here. If if he's saying, hey, the Giants are done, they have Jock Peterson, all-star slash maybe home run derby contestant. What can you get for a team that needs – now you got 30 teams with a DH, guys. It's not like mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. where they only were able to trade Nelson <clears throat> Cruz to 15 teams. So just want to put that out there that I could see this being the time to move Jock. It would it'd, it'd be tough as you know fans, but oh well, get over it. You could get a good picture out of it, maybe. Rob brought up the Phillies. They're full of DHs, aren't they? No, no, no. See, no, no. See, that's the funny part. The Phillies are full of DHs, and but they all hit twenty-five to thirty home home runs. The Giants are full of DHs, and they hit like a five. So, yeah. <laughs> so there, it's 
yeah, kind of a contrast. But yeah, we 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 you brought the Phillies. Like I talked about Bryce Harper being out a little bit earlier. So I mean, maybe that could be a you know an an option. But but yeah, like now that every team is is running with, with the DH, you know that opens a lot of doors for Jock on a one year deal. And you know, Jock wouldn't care because he's about to be a free agent again anyways. And maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's one of those instances where the Giants trade him and then they resign him. Who the hell knows? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, because obviously he loves it here. Like you talked about kind of weird we i think we all talked about jock coming out here this past offseason but the one year six six million i think we are all like what the what how'd that happen <laughs> you know what, what's that all about but but yeah i mean like we we talked about teams yeah yeah the phillies the mariners uh, uh even a team like the marlins who they they think they're in it you know they they, they think they're you know contenders and they haven't been in the playoffs in, in, in a long time if you don't count the covid year but yeah, I, I, mean, don't, I don't count. That I mean, I don't count either. But yeah, but there's a lot of teams out there who who would be who would be willing to uh, maybe I I mean yeah, Cruz Nelson Cruz netted Joe Ryan like that that that's that's a little in, in, incredible to me. But I don't think the Giants would get anything like that for for, for Jock, even though he is he's only thirty. You know, you, you never know. And maybe there's a team out there who thinks, oh well, we're we're going to resign him. You know, but. I don't know. Last year, when the Giants traded for Chris Bryant, I thought I think we were all kind of under the assumption that they were going to re-sign him because he played every position and he was going coming into his prime, and you know that didn't happen. So, yeah, it's it's really it's really dicey, like you're saying, Brooks, like with with, with, with these with these rentals. But but the, the key is just to field field the offers. You know, take all the offers that you can right now. See what's out there. Don't don't hold on to any players too tightly right now. I have, I have one more guy I want to throw out there, and it's just – I just want to get your thoughts on it. Was that too loud there? You're yeah, on, yeah. Oh, Sorry. I don't know what happened. I didn't change anything. Anyways. No, it sounds have... horrible. You, you got you to gotta fix it. Okay, my bad. My microphone went apeshit for a second. Okay. So, back here. I want to close this out. I want to just give you guys something to think about, and whether it's move him or – you know, give him more opportunities. And that's Austin, Austin Slater. Slater. Come Ooh, on. Now. I already, I already okay. knew you were going with that. Okay. Well, but, but look, he, <laughs> hey, he's under control for two more years after this year. Okay. He is having quietly a pretty good year. He's not hitting for a ton of bombs, but his, his opportunity is limited. You know, he's, he's hitting usually against lefties. He's in that lineup, going to be hitting leadoff. He's hitting 276, three home runs. Um, nine RBIs, but he's got 13 uh, walks this year with 28 strikeouts and 76 at-bats, okay? Against righties, he's been kind of a surprise this year. 48 at-bats, 13 hits, two home runs, 10 RBIs uh, for a 271 average. Now, again, he has control after this year. Is this something that, you know, could be attractive to another team and it opens up more opportunities for the rest of the outfield, which there's, you know, a large number of outfielders there and you know Luis Gonzalez is going to be coming back pretty soon or could we talk about you know hey Yaz gets moved like you said uh maybe doubt it'll happen but it's a possibility uh and Austin Slater actually gets a shot at being like an everyday dude because he's young he's, he's probably he's the he's the fastest guy on this team he's athletic he's he's shown some uh you know inabilities in the outfield this year but he is usually a good outfielder um I wouldn't be opposed to if he gets if someone else gets moved, Austin Slater gets an everyday shot. I mean, could, could, like, what could this deadline do for Austin Slater? 
I just wanted to, I, I know it's a random like add in at the end. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I've been thinking about this the last week or two about Austin Slater and his opportunities. What do you guys think? Brooks, you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got some Austin Slater for you. So uh, just want to look at some quick stats here. Um, I did see something lately that was posted that I think he's stolen 35 out of 38 bases or something like that in his career. Yeah. 36, 35, 39, I think. Yeah. 36, 39. So yeah, really good. He added another. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, the rare uh, speed uh, power combo, um, you know, I, I'm looking at his numbers cause you're right. He's been a part-time guy for all that time. Uh, under Kapler, he has 559 plate appearances. That's like less than a full season. I'm talking about 2020, 2021, 2022 yeah. currently. Yep. Uh, in that time, he's got 22 homers. And, uh, you know, obviously the average 257, whatever, but 122 WRC plus, And he's got like a 4.2 F war in that time because he makes up a lot of that value on his defense. Uh, he's got a nice walk rate, just around 12% in that time. So you guys know the stats. Like they're, they're good stats. If the Giants were to move Austin Slater, that would be them finally admitting that the platoon thing is kind of broken, right? It's the fact that they are moving their favorite guy to use against lefties. And, you know, the fact that they barely use them against righties, now they're starting to out of necessity, really. They're running out of healthy bodies to put out there sometimes. So you're mean? What are you doing out there? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying. Um, Austin Slater is playing, and, yeah, he has value, guys, because uh, not only uh, is he, you know, 29 and a half, you know, he's good age there, making a $1.85 million this year, but he's arbitration eligible next year and the year after. Yep. So uh, if the question is, will they move him? I've been asking for that trade for a while now because – I'm okay with trading players that have value. I don't really want to move Jake McGee right now. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> why? Might as well just wait for him to have like a better time for you. Don't Yeah, move. true. So, so uh, to answer the question, uh, Slater being moved, I think would be uh, the right call. Uh, I've been saying it for over a year now. Just move him now uh, and move on from the strict platoon stuff. Uh, let's get some more everyday guys. Rob. Mix it in. Mix in everyday well, <laughs> with platoons. Well, hell, last year we all had Slater out the door at the deadline, and we all had that, and right. it, it, it didn't happen. You know, the Giants were supposed to be – I mean, they were. They were all in on last year. They, they, they made some – you know, the Chris Bryant move was, was, was pretty big. But, yeah, I mean, we had him out the door like everybody did. But now, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Slater being an everyday guy these last couple, couple months if they do retain him. Because, yeah, well, he's the closest thing you have to a complete outfielder on on, on that team right right now. I mean, yeah, he, he his splits aren't 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 that bad. Like 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 Brooks mentioned, you know, plays good defense. He's got speed. He's the only guy on the team with any speed at all, mm-hmm. really. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and at least it, this would give him his first real shot to kind of showcase to the organization whether he can be an everyday player or not because the Giants don't have any everyday players and they are they are so guarded about going down that that route now that Posey and Brian and Crawford and you know and well not, not even Bell last year because of Darren Ruff but it's cool to have these platoon guys but you got to have a few everyday guys you know, mm-hmm. not every guy in the lineup can be a platoon guy. It just, that's, it's been proven this year. It does, that does not work. You can't have every guy be a platoon. Mm-hmm. The Giants might be the first team in history to have a 
guy starting in the all-star game who starts maybe three, four times a week with Jock, <laughs> with Jock Peterson. So I really hope the, I really hope the AL doesn't throw out a, a lefty starter. Cause that would change everything. <laughs> yeah. The, Jock, Jock will have to come in in the fifth inning or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Slater, I would be all on board to see him e- either, either you trade him like you're trading everybody else. Cause he does have a little control or if you if you retain him, just let him play for a few months. Let him showcase what he's got. I I I'm totally with you. Well, one, yeah, I we've been vocal. You, you know, for for the whole platoon thing to work, you got to have everyday players mixed in as well. I mean, if you're pure platoon, you're messing up rhythm. Guys getting hot, um, and it's it's not working this year, obviously, especially as of late. But yes, in regards of specifically Slater. You know, either get something for him and give him an opportunity to play somewhere else, or you know, something else happens at this deadline with another outfielder or two on this current roster and give Slater the chance to play every day and prove himself. I mean, uh, I, I would love to see him get, you know, a week or two straight of play and, and let's see how it is. And he does his value right now is probably higher than ever. I mean, it would, it would make sense to possibly move him again with the control. Um, but yeah, 141 WRC plus this year in 61 games, he's been good when he is on the field. So why not? If you're going to move a Yastrzemski, if you're going to move a jock, open it up for a guy like Slater because outside of Elliot Ramos in Sacramento, what other outfielders are close to being contributors for this team that are within the organization already? Who are right-handers, yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, So who knows? I I just I thought that would be a good little talk to talk about at the end here, especially with with trades. So. yeah, thanks for letting me throw that out there, guys. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. It. <laughs> one one quick thing is just the fact that they lost other right-handed outfielders like Jalen Davis and Mauricio mm-hmm. Dubon, and and you know you can barely count count Darren Ruff as your you know your mean Mercedes as your right-handed uh, outfielders. But Austin Slater is basically the guy. Uh, Elliot Ramos on the forty-man roster, and then they got other guys that are off, like Austin Dean, that could maybe come up one time or whatever. But yeah. Honestly, that that would be tough. If you move Austin Slater, you're basically saying we have no right-handed outfielders. Basically, that's pretty crazy, man. So um, it's true. We'll see. It's true. Yeah. So again, you know, just wanted to get the ball rolling. Talking trades, talking deadline, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, next week or the next episode we get on, maybe we'll start hammering out some specific stuff. Uh, Brooks, as always, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Give him thanks a follow for having me at <laughs> Brooks Newton. Um, Rob, hope you have a great weekend, my friend. Don't drink too much beer. I and, never do. Uh, I never do. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, and make sure you're joined up on Giants Chatter. Link below in the show's description. Uh, subscribe to Say Hey Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are available. Uh, yeah. So, for Say Hey Rob, for call you Say Hey Brooks. And say, hey, Doug, until next time, thanks for joining us on the Say Hey Podcast. Go Giants. Don't get swept. Please. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are down, it's bye-bye, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.